Welcome to the Mini Me Mental and Emotional Wellbeing Podcast. I'm Dr. Kate Bartram Brown, the founder of Mini Me Yoga and a doctor of natural medicine. I have an amazing team of experts. We will be sharing top tips that will help us navigate the current challenges that we, as teachers, parents, grandparents, child caregivers, are faced with, giving you self help techniques that are super fun. We look forward to sharing more of the Mini Me magic with you. And we are live. Welcome, So, Fiona, um, I'm so happy to have you on uh, the talk today. Just a little introduction. I'm Dr. Kate Bartram Brown, and as you know from these interviews, I will be um, interviewing amazing people, or people that I find amazing, because you know each one of the, the the people that I interview really are an expert in in their field, and you know whether that's child. Um, health and mental well-being or whether it's um, you know spiritual practices or whatever it is I'm, I'm really interested to find out about just um, how people tackle certain issues in these very interesting times so it only seemed fitting that Fiona would be my second guest um, of the, these interviews because she does a lots of amazing work and she's going to talk about you know, what she does in a moment. But um, Fiona has um, a wealth of knowledge around uh, working with children and families and does reflective um, uh, parenting, counselling and all sorts of amazing things. And I really want to um, delve a lot deeper into her toolkit of expert tips uh, so that, you know, we can, you know, share that with everyone. Um, so th that's the whole point of this. So welcome, Fiona. Thank you, Kate. Thank you for inviting me along. <laughs> Fiona, could you just, obviously, I just did a brief intro. Would you mind just explaining to people your background? So I know you um, work with um, children of all different uh, backgrounds and challenges and etc. Could you just tell us what you, you know, what your area of expertise is? Yeah, so um, I finished my degree in psychology back in, gosh, 2003 now, a long time ago. Um, and I started working with children with speech and language difficulties. Um, I worked for the NHS for about five years. Um, and my role was really to support children who had difficulties with communication, um, whether that was children who were starting to learn to talk or children who had specific language difficulties. Um, and then whilst I was in that role, I was finding that I would do home visits, go to families' homes, and finding that actually the parents were really needing that extra support. So um, my role sort of became uh, a, a bit of a dual purpose, really, to, to work with the children and support them, but then really to work with parents and, and help them through whatever difficulties they were experiencing. Um, and from there, I, I worked as a family support worker, which I did for a maybe about 10 years now um, and my training has just just sort of extended over time depending on the needs of the families that I've worked with so um, something I feel very passionate about is when parents do have a child with 
with special educational needs, um, the impact on the whole family. So, uh, you know, it's it's a challenge anyway, but then it's how do we support the siblings, the brothers and sisters who are growing up um, with either, you know, quite tight routines or quite rigid behaviors, um, maybe sometimes quite physical behaviors at home. Uh, and then thinking about how parents manage. So when you put on the, the sort of normal pressures of being a parent, whether it's, you know, marital conflicts or, uh, you know, extended family members or separation or uh, divorce um, or any any sort of life challenges like bereavement, um, any sort of unexpected changes, you know, losing a job. Uh, obviously, with COVID now, it's a big pressure as well. Uh, parenting a child with special educational needs just seems that little bit harder. So. Um, my training has really been about how to support children and their families, really, to create some more harmony in the home. So it's interesting as well. We we were chatting to Vicky yesterday, and um, I, I know you know Vicky uh, through through Mini Me Yoga. But we, we were talking about this, you know, how important it is to to support adults, you know, the grown ups. Um, and it's interesting that, you know, that you also, you know, mention that as a whole package. And, and you know, for me, it's fascinating when, when we start working with children with special needs, uh, special learning uh, um, requirements, then we involve the family. Yet when children are, you know, in the normal system or whatever, we don't seem to involve the parents or the, or the family in, in, in learning different techniques um, for children. So, you know, how important is it that parents and teachers get on board with what the child is needing? Is, is it possible for the child just to, to learn, you know, to, to have these techniques and then go with it on, on their own? Or, or do they need the support of the family? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the support of the family is crucial. And um, when children go to nursery or to school, uh, uh, the teachers can provide some respite for them and they can work with the child. But actually, the parents and the family are the ones who are with that child all the time. And you only have to look at something like, um, you know, the COVID pandemic, where suddenly teachers can't be relied upon anymore. And the, that child is at home all day, every day with the parent and the family. Um, so teaching parents the tools to be able to support children um, and even teaching the siblings so I, I run a siblings group um, which helps the brothers and sisters of the children with special needs to learn tools uh, for, for whom I've taught mini me yoga strategies to just because they're at home with their brother or sister all day every day and they weren't really getting the break as well so I think it, it's absolutely crucial that parents have you know they feel empowered and equipped to manage children um, children's needs and their behavioral needs particularly when schools aren't available um, and also that that sort of co-working so I, I, I'm quite passionate about having that really strong homeschool connection uh, and I would advise any parents whether you've got children with special needs or whether they've you know you're just having children who might have a few additional emotional requirements like for example if, if you're going through a separation or something I would really urge parents to join up with the school uh, and find out what expertise they can pull from the professionals there so that they can then help uh, sort of replicate that at home and it provides that consistency for the child when whichever, whichever space they are they are in. Yeah because I've, I've spoken to you know parents along you know along my journey and and sometimes you know uh 
tools or resources aren't available to them or they don't feel like they're readily available to them. Um, and it seems to be a minefield, you know, of trying to get, you know, what, where they can get the, the required help because they don't know. They don't know all of the, the you know, all of the little ins and, and the language. So it's, it's all a very new thing for them. So in, in your experience, if a parent is going through, um, you know, change or they have children that, um, you know, are struggling. And I think we can say that's maybe across the board right now, uh, you know, with COVID and, and what have you. What top tips do you have um, that would help a family um, perhaps have a, a coping strategy? Yeah. Um, so, in terms of pulling on support, if you have a child under five, I would I would recommend going to a children's centre or speaking to any children's centre staff because they can act like a, a you know a, a, a hub to signpost you to the services that are around um, that are available. If you have a child over five, then I would recommend going to the, your child's school and speaking to them. Um, so I actually work in a special needs school, and uh, you know I, I'm really lucky that I I'm employed directly to work with families who might be having difficulties. So it's not something that it's not a role that's readily available in every school but many will have um, somebody like myself who can support families um, and it would be about trying to see like you said finding out the sort of language and the, the sort of systems or services that are available but to be honest it's about creating a toolkit for yourself because you can go to lots of different services you know I, I work with many children who've been referred to CAMS which is the child and adolescent mental health service um, and parents are very worried about their children having anxiety or low mood or what they would sort of label as depression and I've worked with a lot of CAMS clinicians but what they you know where a, a child's needs are aren't meeting that sort of um, medical criteria for a diagnosis it comes back to self-help uh, which is you know quite quite um, things that, that are readily available but perhaps it's about parents helping to create something so um, the NHS has something really great called the five steps to well-being um, and it it's it's actually if you google it or, or have a look on the on the NHS website it's really there to support adults but really the the five steps are there to, to support everybody and, and children as well um, so they are to um, to connect with others so about forming that sense of connection which helps you feel that you have other people around you it helps you to feel that you're not alone it also provides that emotional support if you're finding things tough so you know if you've got a child at home it's about what people are there you know maybe they don't maybe they're too tired of talking to mum and dad maybe it's auntie or uncle or grandma that they can ring or something like that to, to help them connect um, and then the second one is to be physically active so uh, it's about getting into your body and I, I'm, I'm also an ambassador for mini me yoga but I really advocate doing yoga because you can do it at home you don't need a big space um, and it's helping you to work with your body and to you know help those feel-good hormones be released from your brain which we know enhances your mood um, the the next step is to learn new skills so uh, especially with the children who are at home in covid we were trying to encourage them to maybe learn to, to make something or baking or learn a recipe or even trying it trying um, you know a new yoga pose or trying Trying something new that you can be proud of gives you that sense of confidence and, and helps boost your self-esteem. Um, the next uh, step, step four, is about giving to others. Um, so it's it's also 
it helps us feel like a sense of purpose. So it might be that we make a card for, uh, you know, grandma that we could send in the post or something like that. Um, getting your children involved in in some kind of sense of purpose, especially now there's there's so much out there, little campaigns they can join, like getting involved in, you know, plastic and uh, recycling or, um, you know, all the kind of movements that are going on at the moment, trying to empower children to feel that they, they can give back to, to the world around them. Um, and then the last uh, step on the NHS website is about being mindful. Uh, and we know that through our mini yoga work, that being mindful is so important to connect us to the present moment, to stop us ruminating, going over the past or thinking about, you know, worries about the future. Um, and these steps are there for adults, but they're actually really, really important for children as well. We just need to adapt them to make them very child friendly. Um, so, I mean, I'm a big advocate for mini yoga, but I would say that our program um, actually encompasses all of those steps so doing the 15 minutes a day would help your your child um, boost their their uh, you know their mental and emotional well-being but also just making sure that as a parent you are using those strategies as well and you find what works for you uh, some people like to meditate um, through sort of sitting down and feeling quiet some people are more active some people um you know, even find going for a run can help them clear their head or something like that, or it just really, really what works for you. Yeah, I really like that. I really like that whole idea. I've always been a big fan of like the whole family getting involved. And I love that the NHS have put that, you know, there's five simple steps, because I think that, um, and this is something that I've come across uh, time and time again is people feel very overwhelmed when we start talking about meditation and mindfulness and um, helping their children but actually what we're talking about are very simple skills very simple um, back to basics aren't they very 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 simple things um, I remember uh, a blog that you wrote um, about um, is it the calm the calm kit yeah yeah and I really love that. And I just wondered whether, you know, you know, having having a kit or something as a parent or a teacher, um, sometimes because sometimes we feel so overwhelmed, we, we, you know, start to feel panicked and then everybody starts to feel panicked. And, you know, and then we've got that knock on effect and we've all been there, you know. But I think sometimes if you've got a kit, sometimes just pulling out your your kit it kind of like is pulling out your superpowers, isn't it? It's like, okay, and I just wondered, could you share some of those ideas with our uh, viewers? Yeah, absolutely. So this, um, this is, again, is a strategy that they use within the CAMS departments in the in the NHS. Um, so I've worked with children who have experienced sort of really severe, uh, you know, mental health sort of crises, and that this is this is a tool that they use. So it, it it's only fit that actually you can you can use it for for quite severe uh, mental health difficulties, but then also very uh, you know mild sort of low mood, feeling a bit low in the day, um, or feeling a little bit anxious about something. But the idea of a calm kit is to uh, fill a box or a bag or something with with things that engage all the senses and it's really that really helps us to be present in our body it really helps us to ground and again going back to the fact that every everybody whether it's children or adults or individual it, we respond to different different stimuli depending on on our own sort of you know personal preferences so in the kit you would look at things um for uh so, so first of all things that, that are visually uh, pleasing so it might be that with an adult you might have a 
book or it might be um, you know some mindful coloring in or something that's quite bright and visual it might be some photographs um, with children you can sometimes make like a, a family book and it can have like their favorite pictures or a really nice memories of special events that they can look through or this was my you know my third birthday or this is when um, you know grandparents came to stay or something like that um, but things that they can look at um, or also very sort of more simple things thinking more about children who might have sensory needs things like snow globes that they can shake and just watch falling or quite quite visual things like that can help um, and then we want to think about um, things that we can hear so that can be as simple as uh, you know some of those lovely Tibetan bells or um, the bowl that you can use um, or it can be some music so if you if you've got a teenager at home it might be that they want to have like a little you know those old-fashioned like mp3 players on iPod that they can just plug in um, or even just like a list of their favorite songs that they could go away and listen to to help um, you know help with their with their hearing sense then you want to think about things you can smell um, and smell is one of those things that that bring you right back into the moment right now so essential oils are lovely for this um, you can get some really beautiful sort of combination oils uh, like calm oils or choose your favorite ones like lavender or um, you know citrus smells um, bergamot something like that to, to energize you but when you you inhale it just brings you right back into your body uh, and can really help that sense of calm I, I know that some people will often say that smell will remind them of places or things so it could be like a coconut candle reminds you of your favorite holiday or some sun cream or something like that um, and then we want to think about things that are, are, are tough that you can feel so textures um, and for children that can be like stress balls it might be some some clay or play-doh that they can mold um, it might be sort of quite uh, sensory things you can find brilliant things out there for, for children um, for adults it, it might just be um, your favorite hand cream uh, that you can rub in when you're feeling a little bit anxious or uh, a bit stressed you can you can put some hand cream on and it's amazing how sometimes that just takes you away from what you're worrying about and brings you back to your to your body um, and then we want to think about taste so uh, we, I, I would always say maybe have like a, just a square not too much but of your favorite chocolate um, it might just for children it might be something healthy like a, a fruit winder or a little tiny packet of um, uh, you know those little crackers or something like that but something that that will just help help bring again your your taste alive and bring you back into your body uh, and sometimes it might just be that you're feeling a little bit uneasy because you're a little bit hungry or you need a little bit of something um so so thinking about um all, all your different senses and and how to bring your yourself back in, into your body and feel quite grounded yeah i love that i love that whole thing and i i really like that because it's you know a toolkit or a bag or, or something that you can always access as a whole family as well so you can turn off all of the you know electronics and mobile phones and everything and, and you know you can all you know indulge in that which i really love um fiona could you tell us a little bit you know covid has been on everybody's minds you know going back to school um some you know i know that you've been working all the way through and have just got had a small uh, short, a shorter summer holiday so i know you know a lot of teachers out there you know have been doing the same as you and have been working all the way through and i'm sure they are you know um feeling the pressures of you know this whole change and i'm sure lots of parents are feeling the pressures especially you know the ones that haven't been um you know been homeschooling and now the children are going back or maybe they have been key workers and you know there's all these different scenarios what what can you um 
is there anything that you can share with us about preparation for going back to school in a few weeks? How are children going to be reacting? Do we, do we have any idea about uh, what we can expect to see from children um, now going back into a different routine, a different way of learning, um, you know, social distancing, all these different types of things? What can parents be looking out for? What can teachers be looking out for? Yeah, it's a really, really, um, it's a really hot topic at the moment is, a, is about preparing our children to return. And it's going to be a big change for everybody, because even uh, before, you know, when we went into lockdown, teachers were working very differently. So actually, we um, schools haven't been uh, running as usual since March. Um, and that's teachers, parents, children, the whole school staff, everybody it's going to be to be new for. Um, but you mentioned quite a key word there is about preparation. And I think it's, it's about helping to sort of work your way towards going back to school uh, they sound really simple strategies but even having a calendar that you can start marking off the time so children know how long they've got um, uh, starting to think about the routine I know that when schools go back it's going to be very different and every school is different in the way that they will uh, work with children so it would be I would really recommend that parents are linking in with their child's teacher and I know that schools will be sending lots of stuff out you know not many uh, schools have had a break over this holiday because we have to make sure that children are ready uh, parents are ready to come back in September and also that the staff too um, but it would be about reading through all of the materials that you get sent from your child's school trying to work with them um, and then I know that uh, as part of coming back the government have actually put a huge push on emotional well-being so when children come back it's not going to be about let's get your children up to speed with their academics and their learning straight away obviously that is that is really really important and that's one of the main reasons why you know they're at school is they're learning but actually their emotional needs need to be met before they're able to access that learning so we don't know what experiences children have had over lockdown um, it's going to be really really dif different for every child uh, who's who's been at home um, and it's about it, again it's about that more individual approach and a work working with children and families on their their individual basis about what that child needs um, and making sure that the the strategies are there to support them but I would as a, if, if I were a parent or speaking to parents I would be thinking about how to work with your child preparing them talking to them about returning to school talk to them about their feelings you know even very little children will, will tell you they have a tummy ache or they're feeling you know upset or you might get tears or they might be very clingy um, and it's about remembering that our children feel they feel the same emotions that we do as adults but they don't have the same ability to uh, rationalize in their brain and to, to self-talk it through they just know they feel rubbish and they don't know why um, so trying to help your children work through that emotional stuff and really being there for them um, and one of the key things that you know I work with lots of children who are displaying quite challenging behavior but remembering that all behavior is communication so if you could put a pause button in that moment and say what is my child trying to tell me then you might have a little bit of a different opinion rather than oh my child's really teary today or they don't want to do things or they're you know they're starting to throw things across the room it would be what would they say if I asked them how they were feeling now and it might be you know mummy or daddy I'm really really worried or it might be I love my friends so much but I'm really scared because I haven't seen them for so long like even those friendships that, that are there how do I how do I react when I'm with my friends again or what are they going to think of me or uh, am I going to go back am I going to have any friends you know it will be little things that we might not anticipate as adults 
uh, but working with with your child and um, trying to trying to know what their triggers are and maybe just just observing when their behavior is not quite right and, and working through with them, trying to help to help meet their emotional needs, not just their physical needs about going back to school. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, this is something that, um, you know, I wanted to highlight in these interviews is that, you know, it, we, we don't know what's coming. We, you know, I've worked with a lot of children that experienced um, a civil unrest and um, seeing lots of change in their environment with guns and things like that on the streets and um, certain lockdowns. And, and, and the way that children respond is, is very different. Each one, you know, some are very angry, some very timid, some seem to be fine. But then, of course, a few months later, um, it started to show. And I, and I really wanted to highlight this um, for parents and teachers, you know, that we, we we're all experiencing some kind of uh, you know, we're all in this together, we're all experiencing some kind of difficult situation and children are, you know, certainly, um, you know, we, we need to keep an eye out for them. Um, so, of course, you know, you've mentioned Minimi Yoga, which is amazing. And we are very, very lucky to have you as part of our uh, management team. And actually, Fiona does and manages all the blogs for Minimi Yoga because she's amazing. Um, you know, and in Minimi Yoga, we are a community. So we all help out in, you know, sharing the responsibilities. And, and Fiona is, is the one that um, kindly puts all the blogs together for us and the newsletters. And uh, she's also an ambassador in West London. Can you tell us what, with all your background, with all of your, um, you know, trainings and all the things that you've done, what drew you to Minimi Yoga? Why, why do you think that um, parents or teachers can benefit from, from this program? Yeah, it's actually quite a personal reason why um, I I ever sort of sought out yoga and mindfulness in the in the first instance was I was explaining about when I was working for the NHS and I would do have family visits, um, and I was working with a lot of uh, families who were finding life very challenging, and I was dealing with lots of emotions. You know, I might have like five or six home visits in a day and have every parent or family I visit cry and you know they were very distressed and I started finding as a professional that I was experiencing an emotional burnout um, I was getting quite tearful I was feeling irritable I didn't know what was wrong with me there was nothing going on outside um, I didn't really attribute it to my work at the time all I knew was that I wasn't feeling good um, and I went to see the doctor because I started getting quite physically ill you know colds like um, feeling fluey I was I was starting to get ill quite often and um, I ended up having a glandular infection and the doctor said to me you know you're you're experiencing quite a lot of stress and and I thought well, I don't really have much stress in my life you know I didn't really think about my work at the time um, and they said to me have you tried yoga or meditation and actually these were new things to me at the time um, so that was probably going back about yeah about over over 10 years now and um, I joined a yoga class I was very nervous about going and you know what, what's what's yoga I'm not flexible what can I do um, and then I tried some meditation practices and I found the benefit for me was just incredible it helped me to deal with work it helped me to deal with the stress and the pressure and a lot of people would say to me you know how do you go home and switch off at the end of the day I, I don't drink so it's not like I'd go home and drink loads of alcohol and get you know calm myself down so um, it was through those practices that I learned to switch off and to really find that level of calm, move out of the fight or flight, you know, the stress uh, mode that I was in and go into that sense of, of calm. And I felt so passionate about the effects that it had on me.
me and my life that I I sought out mini me yoga to be able to really it was it was to work with the children but really the parents as well so when parents are experiencing this stress and challenges it was how can you then help your children and something they could do together as a family um, so you know the parents would try it out and actually they would come away feeling much better as well and they would say gosh you know the five minutes of, of meditation at the end where we do our coloring in or our breathing they would say that actually I felt better from it so whilst they're working with their children they're also receiving the benefit um and then it was just sort of ha you know happy happy families all around so me and mum and dad would come away feeling better children would come away feeling better um and i work with lots of families that use it as a whole family uh you know like a ritual that they do uh coming home together they do their 15 minutes of yoga or something like that um and it's just amazing to be able to share that with with other people people who are feet who are who feel that they're really struggling and they want tools and here's a real practical uh package of, of seven steps that they could go away and do um, to help them feel better and help their families feel better so to be able to share that with others is, is amazing um, just like I, I received that for myself oh yeah me too same, same for me I was in the same place and I you know it's, it's what drove me to um, you know create something so that we could you know the children could also get that from when they're a young age and, and you know and to help and support the parents as well and something that, you know, I also know about you, because obviously, you know, we're friends and I know you, um, is that you also advocate healing work for yourself and you are a healer yourself and you do do, do healing work for others. Uh, can you um, just give us, a, you know, a little overview on, on, on your perspective on and how important it is to receive healing, um, you know, for grown-ups, for adults, and, and what effects that has on, you know, a family situation or, a, you know, an education, you know, if you're a teacher or if you're a parent or whatever, you know, so the healing ourselves, how does that, how do you see that, um, you know, working and affecting uh, the people around them? Yeah, so again, healing was, was a path that I took to, to help uh, me to be able to manage myself better. Um, and again, I've really found it invaluable for being able to, to support myself. And I think that when you actively engage in healing, and again, there's lots of different things out there. There's lots of different tools available for people. Um, we, you know, we offer the teachers or key workers health, which which has some, some beautiful strategies that they can use. But when you experience healing or you have healing work done on yourself or you work for others, you allow yourself to get into the, to that sort of that state that you become sort of more connected with the world around you and realize that actually those little problems that are coming up just they sort of melt away they don't they feel very insignificant and it is so so vital with the family work I do it's so so vital to know that families don't just like if, if mum's in a bad mood or dad's in a bad mood or your child's in a bad mood it's not just them on their own like it affects the whole system so um it's so important that especially as adults that we keep our energy and our emotions and our, our wellness in check because if we're not feeling good we then sort of you know let that leak out um and after healing sessions i can come away feeling so much calmer so much more relaxed feeling much lighter um you know feeling more connected with, with the world and with others and it just just helps you to feel bigger than the little like the tiny problems that are going on at home so you know your child's knocked over their, their water and there's there's water on the floor and a lot of people would react to that but the more work that you do on yourself the more you're able to pick your battles obviously some things are going to bother you and it's important that you allow yourself to express but it's also is that really worth 
me getting upset and then everyone else around me getting upset or can I do some work on myself to know where you know what my triggers are and and what what how I can help release them so that I can create again going back to what I said at the very beginning about creating more harmony in the home because I know that when I feel good everyone else around me has got more of a chance of feeling good and that I'm not going to sort of you know pass on my negative energy or my you know my 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 difficult moods and things to them I agree and I really want to get this across as well in these interviews is that you know especially mummies um, you're not being selfish if you go and get healing if you're not being selfish if you take some time out for you even if it's a massage even if you should get your nails done um, take a salt bath um, light a candle get dressed up you know whatever it is it doesn't have to be you know obviously we, you know we we practice um, different types of healings but um, it doesn't necessarily have to be that. And I, I, I really, you know, also for the teachers, they're going to be um, pushed to their limits, no doubt, uh, over the next few months. So, you know, please get healings, uh, whatever that is to you. Get, take a yoga class, do practice whatever you need and, and take that time for you because everybody else will benefit. So, you know, I, I often speak to people and they and they feel like they're being selfish if they take an hour or two hours for themselves or it's a luxury. But actually, it's really not a luxury. I think it's actually an, a necessity uh, in the in these times. So um, I'm really happy to hear that, you know, you also feel that that is beneficial in the home and you know maybe in the classroom as well yeah I would absolutely agree and when I'm working with with parents it's something I will always say you know we use that expression you can't pour from an empty cup so actually it's 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 not selfish taking time out for yourself you need to take make sure you know that oxygen mask being fit first before you fit somebody else's or you've got to make sure that you're okay so that you can be there and show up for your child or your family um, it's it's so so important that you take care of yourself first. Lovely, thank you, Fiona. So well, there's a few comments. We've got um, Emma is saying relationships are so vital with both parents and children. Yes, we've got Louise, Janet, who's saying looking radiant, ladies. Um, we've got Lee. Hello, Lee. How lovely to see you. And Amanda saying she loves the idea of the pause button um, and saying that we're both looking beautiful. So it's like, oh, thank you. We've got a little Friday booster there for us. Yeah, thank you, everyone. <laughs> um, if anybody does have any questions for Fiona, you know, you can put pop in the comment box um but also i'm going to ask uh maybe fiona to put her the link to her um calm kit blog in there and you know her contact details as well so you know if you're wanting to take um a workshop with fiona um you know mini me yoga or if you're wanting to get some family advice i know she does consulting and things like that um, you know, and she's also a healer. So if you're looking for healing practices as well, um, you know, if, you, if you're looking for that package, um, then please contact Fiona. Uh, I know, you know, she's, we feel very lucky to have her at Minimi Yoga. We really do. Um, so we're, we're very blessed and we don't want to hog all of her time, even though we would if we could. <laughs> um but you know she 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 does amazing work um so please feel free to contact her and uh, I know a lot of people out there are needing assistance and help right now so please reach out um you know uh we're all here to support and help Fiona any any last parting words or any last parting 
um, you know, uh, top tips or advice for our for our viewers? Uh, really just what, what we've been talking about, but I think the, the, the key thing to take away is really to, to look after your well-being and just remember that everybody in the whole family, um, you know, need, we need to support everybody's emotional needs. So remembering the impact on your children, on their brothers and sisters, on, the, on you know, parents themselves, uh, thinking about, you know, how you can take care of yourself as a family. You know, what things can you do as a family together to support your well-being, even if it's just once a week or once a month or a movie night or something you know just just how do we have and having fun um you know when it when when all everything is going on around you it's that what it comes down to is how we can keep keep our family home harmonious and how we create joy within the home environment um and lockdown has proved that you know we're, we're in the home together so we've got to make it a very happy and and, and joyful place as much as as possible Lovely, thank you. And if people are struggling or, or they want a community, we have a uh, the Minimi Yoga Wellbeing Close Facebook group. It's it's free membership um, through these times, so you are welcome. There's over sixty experts sharing their um, uh, expertise, their views, um, some fun stuff on there as well. So you're welcome. Um, to share it you know to click on that and I'll put the link in there and then for grown-ups um, if you are seeking meditation then the modern mystery school um, is doing three free meditations a week Monday Wednesday and Friday and again that's a closed Facebook group and you and I'll pop the the link in in here as well so you know we we have got support systems for you if you need so thank you, Fiona. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> thank you, Dr. Kate. Yeah, lots of love to everyone and um, see you all soon. Bye. <laughs>